Before we begin, just to let you guys know, our logo artwork was designed by Nicole Anarchy and music by Taylor Paisley French. Warning, this podcast does contain spoilers for the Verse series. Hello everyone and welcome to the Best Damn Camp, a Rowan verse read-along and analysis podcast that sets out to read all the books by Rick Riordan in timeline order. I'm your host Fran and welcome to the show. Today we continue our timeline journey with the start of the battle of... With <laughs> oh dear. Today we continue our timeline journey with the Battle of the Labyrinth, Chapter 5, Nico Buys Happy Meals for the Dead and Chapter 6, Wheat Meat the God with Two Faces. Can you tell I'm slightly dehydrated? I definitely can. Uh, I, I will get through this and then I will drink some water, but this is a reminder for everyone. Hydrate, mate. As always, I have my points to focus on, so today we've got writing points, characters, and generally what I thought of it. But to begin, here's the synopsis. With dreams and visions of plot convenience, we enter the labyrinth with a dangerous game afoot. As the living world of the maze confusing confuses our team, Annabeth is left with a choice, but isn't left with a choice, but is left with a choice. But my God, this is long-winded. And that is the but that's the synopsis basically for these two chapters. Uh, I'm hoping we kind of get to something where I don't really have too many complaints. That <laughs> for chapters. I felt this is just a recurring theme these days is that I'm just finding myself frustrated with things. Maybe it's just because I am going at a slower pace with these stories, but oh no, there are just too many things. This is my least favorite of the five. Um, and so far I don't see that changing any time soon. But just to kind of move in so you don't have to put up with all my complaining. <sighs> Let's just start with chapter 5, Nico Buys Happy Meals for the Dead. And this is the overview for chapter 5. More helpful plot convenience dreams gives us information that we really should earn. Luke is speaking with Kronos, but seems afraid somehow. But their army is ready to attack Camp Half-Blood. We follow this with more plot convenience information, this time about Nico. As Nico convenes with the dead, we don't really know how he learned all these tricks, but he's got skills now. He speaks with Theseus, a hero who is basically a kid, but is very famous, who confirms his wants about bringing back Bianca before danger, danger arrives. Percy wakes up and the quest is afoot. And as usual, Chiron is useless, evil is incoming, and the camp is solemn. We enter the labyrinth. And if you kind of can't tell a little bit from that overview already, I really do not like this chapter. I'm coming to find that everything to do with the prophetic dreams and just literally dreams of convenience 
they are too frequent in this book in general they're too frequent as a whole because that's there's such dumb exposition elements that just allow our characters to learn information organically and this is the thing here we've had two prophetic dreams in a single chapter giving us so much information that just means we don't learn anything organically and we don't have the opportunity for Percy to actually kind of show his worth a little bit outside of just being able to fight people if it's if he was able to uncover these things and considering the next chapter as well we have like more signs of Percy just kind of not being the brightest <sighs> having him learn things on his own being able to figure things out on his own is something we really really need because currently he's just not showing enough intellect for me to believe that like other than him being literally a chosen one character there is nothing that really shows his worth as a character he just everything is given to him like he doesn't see like yes of course he has struggles i'm not saying he doesn't struggle but these dreams and the visions that he's getting it's literally just giving him the information that he needs and so he can go on about that. You know, it's kind of still up to him about how he uses it. And honestly, he doesn't often use it well. But have him earn it. Have him learn it on his own. Not Don't give it to him. Give Percy an opportunity to actually show his worth, his intellect, his ability to be a leader as well, to figure things out. He doesn't have to be an Athena-level kid, in his intellect but give him the chance to actually uncover stuff instead of just giving it to him like this is this is the third vision maybe the fourth actually now that i think about it something like that yeah third at least in general if not the fourth of a dream that gives us information in five chapters like that's just it just feels lazy and I know it sounds harsh but it it is when you are giving basically the information that we need to help further the plot and that's the only reason why it's there it is just lazy it's an exposition dump in in a sense but in this case it's an info dump I keep saying it but we really should be learning most of this information organically having it given to us doesn't feel earned and it doesn't benefit the story in any form add in the fact that nothing of real significance in these stories is included other than the information to do with the titan army of Luke coming which technically we already knew was coming so why is this being repeated <sighs> The information we get about Nico is completely pointless. We see him giving food to the dead, Theseus coming forward saying, hey, yeah, the thing that you were told is a thing, is a thing in that you can do a life for a life. Um, and then he recognises this other, go this ghost's voice, which gives hints as to who this guy is, if anyone knows the Theseus storyline. Um, but that's kind of, like not only so firstly you're giving us the answer to a big twist as well for anyone who really does know the mythology and i'm not going to say it here because it is a spoiler and that's the problem it is a huge spoiler for anyone who is has this in-depth knowledge 
of who Theseus is and what Theseus does. And technically, we're even given it here in that he talks about how he managed to get through the labyrinth, which was through the love of a mortal girl. So we know his connection to the labyrinth, which means we then know, in a sense, how he knows the voice and who he thinks the voice is. Again, I'm not going to say it, but, you know, got our answer anyway. It just... Other than that, the Nico aspect, other than Kronos seamlessly figuring out and finding out about Nico, again, we didn't actually need to know that. It has no significance whatsoever to the current trajectory of the story. This can be learnt later. In fact, it is learnt later. And I will get to that when we get to it. But the fact that we're being told it here, having the information repeated to us again later, saying that we've just had with the Luke's Titan army, we already know about that. We're just having the information repeated and just having a bit of a timeline jump of like, oh, it's no, it's going to be happening soon, actually. Which, you know, honestly can kind of be inferred that it was going to happen soon. It just, be this chapter as a whole, other than them going to the labyrinth which by the way for the the use of chiron aspect we learn again repeating because i'm pretty sure chiron has said it before that he doesn't know how he feels about quintus or we get a sense that he doesn't know how to feel about quintus or if he even likes him and then we get that note from juniper that quintus has been sniffing around the labyrinth entrance before we then get told yeah he's he's some this person that we shouldn't trust yeah, we shouldn't trust them before heading into the labyrinth. Like, yeah, that's what we know. That's been very clearly stated to us in the previous chapters. This whole chapter just feels like a nonsensical chapter that has no real purpose at all. And honestly, every chapter should serve a purpose. There is no reason it shouldn't. It's got to help drive the plot. It's got to have moments for the characters it's going to have moments of general significance even small ones that come back later which honestly yeah you can say in some cases that does happen but the nico storyline there's something there that is important for later but it's it shows up multiple times it's kind of clear everything about it it's just uh, it's just annoying Oh, and it is four. We have had four prophetic dreams because the Daedalus dream alongside the Nico vision. We've had two Nico visions, a Luke dream information dump and a Daedalus dream information dump in five chapters. My goodness. Right, okay, yeah. So th this was all for the writing point. It just felt like whenever the the prophetic aspects come in, it just underwhelms the chapter to me because it just feels insignificant and just it's like treating your main character like they're an idiot at the same time sort of treating your readers as idiots as well by literally giving us the information instead of drip feeding it or just feeding it in organically through our characters learning it like the investigative element that kind of should be a thing especially something when you're trying to uncover a mystery have the investigation side of it instead of just t telling 
us and then us doing a little bit of investigation alongside it just have the whole thing be an investigation like I don't know anyway <laughs> I'll move on now because I could probably go on about that for a while next up is chapter six we meet the god with two faces and the overview for chapter six is as follows the labyrinth is a troll pure and simple it's literally a troll in a dungeon oh my gosh um <laughs> just thought you'd like to know um with each thought spoken aloud it does the opposite and is practically if not actually alive Annabeth's frustrations build with each change. When Janus, god of doorways, arrives, she is forced to make a choice until she isn't. Hera vanishes them and gives our heroes a much needed break and food, then offers not much help except saying Percy has the answer. And we all know Percy, he, he definitely doesn't, ins- well, he doesn't know what the answer is, should we say. Our heroes, in the end, are just as lost as before, and monsters are on the way. Now, okay, so this was actually quite an interesting chapter, thankfully, in that there is a lot of Annabeth elements in this chapter, I find, and I, I really like when we do dive into Annabeth a little bit. Only negative is that I feel Percy is very critical of Annabeth and honestly kind of not particularly helpful like his commentary is it's like you, you know when you go on like on a road trip or you're going for a walk somewhere and you get a little bit lost and the person who's leading this and is kind of trying to direct you to help you guys find where you need to go and then you have the one person who is literally doing nothing they're just following commentating on the whole thing about or do you so you're just guessing then so you just blah, blah, blah. So not helpful at all. If anything, they're the sort of person you end up wanting to punch in the face. That's Percy right now in the labyrinth. Like, Annabeth is a character. Like, intelligence, to her at least, is all she has and is her main selling point. And kind of, Percy kind of brings that up as well. Like, surely you should know, like, where to do. You don't actually know what's going on. It's not being helpful, like I said sort of person on a road trip or a walk that you want to punch in the face for all of their commentary she's she's slowly kind of seemingly beginning to doubt herself it seems her frustrations are piling up her intelligence in a sense is being mocked and played with by the labyrinth and that's what the labyrinth does it kind of makes you question yourself it's why so many people are driven mad being in the labyrinth it knows your weaknesses and it exploits them and it's doing the exact same to Annabeth it's basically proving to her in her mind and if you want a little bit more on this check out my why does everybody hate Annabeth video because I talk about this a little bit intelligence is something that Annabeth desperately holds on to because she thinks that's the only thing she is worth for being able to use her intelligence to kind of save everyone and kind of work to people's advantage but right now it's not helping at all there's nothing that she can do that is being successful and she is kind of in a sense almost driven mad until Janice arrives and makes things so much worse 
bringing out her worst feel, fears that her leadership and skill isn't and could never be enough and that in the end it could and probably will get someone killed and as we know from the previous chapters as well it seems like part of the prophecy she was given was about someone she cares about being killed so her saying that uh, them saying that to her is sort of confirming her literal worst fears of her poor leadership is going to lead to someone she cares about dying and then of course here it doesn't help much either making the whole situation worse and bringing out even more of Annabeth's frustrations and feeling like she's not being helped and that there's nothing she really can do and also in a sense having her intelligence mocked again because here it does bring up her mother of being like you should be able to figure it out you are a daughter of Athena and all that sort of stuff and I'm like yeah, that's hmm so it's no wonder that she is just generally frustrated and I think this is the thing that like I'm disappointed in the sense that Percy himself is not being helpful by doing this commentary of like so you're just guessing like are you sure you're doing this correctly sort of thing she questions herself a lot in general like Percy has continued to prove his worth and this is the first ever time and a reminder again that she's been at this camp since she was seven so that's and this is bad very long math uh, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. So she's been, been there seven years now and this is the first time she's actually getting responsibility to be able to lead a quest and hopefully lead the camp to victory. And in a sense, it's kind of like she's being belittled by someone who she's been there for on his quests. And yet she's been snarky towards him here and there, usually because he's been making dumb decisions, admittedly. But she has nearly always supported him fully. And yet right now, in the labyrinth itself, he's not really supporting her. Like, I could, I could tell, reading that chapter, I could tell and I could feel Annabeth's frustrations coming off of the page. And yet Percy somehow can't. Even though, obviously, this is from his perspective. So this means that he is recognising these elements of like her seemingly getting frustrated and everything going against her but he's not doing anything really to comfort her or make sure she's all right or anything like that and i know it's the whole thing like he's a teenage boy or something like that, but that's not an excuse teenage boys they are they are quite they can be emotionally intelligent most teenagers can be emotionally intelligent in certain areas especially towards other teenagers i think it would have been so much better if we had especially in considering we're supposed to be in a sense building up their relationship seeing as the first chapter was meant to be a date even though he refused to call it a date having that dynamic build between them of him supporting her of her feeling supported by him that would have been fantastic to see just to get this feel of their relationship but we just don't get that if anything it just feels like probably from her perspective that he doesn't have faith in her abilities. And that sucks. Just the idea of that just really sucks to think about because she is competent, but right now she is scared and she just needs support. And Tyson is the only one who's actually kind of supporting her. 
Like Tyson is saying, you know, the left walls are mean when she says, if we stick to the left wall, keep our hand on it, and the left walls disappear. And Percy kind of, he makes a bit of a commentary sort of thing. But Tyson actually kind of supports it, just like, no, left walls are mean sort of thing. And yes, it's not the most comforting thing, but he's kind of been like, you know what, no, you're making the right decision. They're just the left walls are mean. They're, they're not very nice to you. And that was so sweet. How is it that Tyson, who doesn't really... Like, he likes Annabeth and he knows Annabeth. But they've been in one book together. And then there's Percy, who's been with Annabeth and cared so strongly. Especially considering the last book was all about his care for Annabeth. And that's why he was going to find her in desperation. He can't recognise or even sympathise or support her in that way and I don't know I just I really wish there was more to that aspect of their relationship if I'm honest friendship or romantic relationship I don't really care that should be something that's important a caring and supportive dynamic is incredibly important to friendships and I just feel like we're not seeing that so far but anyway before I go on to a rant (laughs) Because I keep forgetting to do it, and obviously last week I didn't really do a question of the episode. I said I reminded everyone to be kind, because that is important to remember. This week's question of the episode is, do you think the relationship in Annabeth, between Annabeth and Percy, could have been slightly developed better in the beginning of this book and throughout? So I'm intrigued to know your answers because I know that there are most people are. Oh God, how is it everyone else says it so no one tries to cancel me? Um, Percivath? I don't bloody know anymore. I don't care. Um, people who ship Percy and Annabeth, I know that there'll be lots of there'll be a discussion about that. So I'm intrigued to find out what you guys think about the early development of friendship romantic relationship anything with them especially in this book but in general as a whole i think i'll be intrigued to find out so that will of course go up on our social media on thursday so be sure to check that out and comment your answers or email them to me um well in general though i want to thank you all for joining me today for the battle of the labyrinth be sure to join me next wednesday as we continue our royal verse journey and that is just preface hopefully it'll be next wednesday depends whether or not my nanorimo situation leads to me not being able to have enough time to record but hopefully i will nanorimo by the way is going incredibly well i am nearing twenty thousand words also coming close to finishing the first draft of my novel so i'm absolutely blooming thrilled i hope it's going well for all other nanorimo participants this year also but in general, <laughs> to plug where you can find our podcast, we are available on Spotify, where you should drop us a follow, Apple Podcasts, where you can leave a rating and a review, Audio Boom, Stitcher, and Deezer, and pretty much all podcasting platforms now also. In the meantime, between episodes, you can find the Best Time Camp on various social media, at Best Time Camp Pod on Instagram and Twitter, and on Tumblr at thebesttimecamp.tumblr.com. If you want to email me with your thoughts, you can email thebesttimecamp at hotmail.com and I will read it out at the end of the show. 
If you want to support me making this content, check me out on Patreon at A Healthy Dose of Fran, and check out my YouTube channel A Healthy Dose of Fran for extra Percy Jackson content, as well as dropping me a follow on my personal social media at A Dose of Fran on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Uh, I do also want to let you guys know that I am now part of an avatar project, Team Avatar Films, who is a fantastic crew of people who are hoping to bring Avatar content and more Avatar content and short films to the masses on their YouTube channel, Team Avatar Films. I'm the social media marketer for them, but uh, hopefully more will be involved. I will have more involvement in general, but being able to help support these guys is something I desperately love doing. So if you can support them and if Avatar is your thing, Team Avatar Films on Instagram, TikTok and YouTube is the place to go and I'll link that all in the episode show notes. Again though, thank you guys for tuning in. As always, I've been Fran, your very own hunter, and I will see, slash speak to you guys next time. Show long. <laughs>